from the desk below. desk below now I have with me the man this guy's been on the roll since last time we talked man and let me tell you every time I hear one of his beats I was like god damn he gets better and better every time I hear these but I don't know when these beats are made for all I know he could have had them stashed away for a while now but we'll get to the bottom of all that in a minute for a further introduction this is the second appearance on from the desk below if you don't know him you sleeping I'd like to welcome back element peace peace man appreciate you for that intro bro hey I gotta say it like it is bro <laughs> yeah, that's now nah, that's love. You know what I'm saying? We just work and staying humble, man. That's it. Hey, I like to hear that, man. Man, you uh you had an incredible run since last time we talked, man. So um I wanted to uh actually talk to you about like the transition from the Black Pirate to the Family Jewel session too, because both these projects are greatly different. So I was wondering, was the mindset different going into both these projects too? Like let's say going into Black Pirate first. Um, well, absolutely. You know, Black Caesar was a different, uh, oh, yeah, so different. Black nah, you good. You good. The fans know. We all know. Um, yeah, Black Caesar was just a different tone. It was a different theme. You know what I'm saying? And a different approach. You know what I'm saying? Especially sonically. You know what I mean? So I had to match, you know, uh, the different themes and things that, you know, probably wanted to touch on that particular project. And the same thing happened on this one. Um, and then, you know, it was also another challenge because it's now working alongside another dope producer. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, that made it definitely more challenging and, uh, you know, and, and, and a better result at the end of the day. So, yeah, because you're used to handling most of the production when it comes to Pirate Project, too. Like for Black Caesar, you produced the majority of the project on that. Right. You know what I mean? So this one was a definitely, uh, but it was good. You know, it's a good challenge. It was definitely. You know, something different, a good opportunity, you know, working with Tough Con Records and Cuns, you know what I'm saying? Everybody over there, you know, everybody know they got a good, you know, reputation in the game. And they, you know, they, they put out consistently good projects. So, um, And quality. Yeah, man. Quality. Yeah, absolutely, man. And they just, you know, genuine good, good dudes, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Tough Con Records and Cuns. I'm sure tough county records and cuns. We tried to get cuns in this with this one, but I understand everybody's busy. And uh I gotta I gotta say, Element now, when I heard that table manners track by you that you produced, I was like, Oh my god, that's my favorite beat from you right now. I uh, appreciate you. Yeah, that that right there, you know, especially how Pirate approached that. That's one of my favorites too, man. You know what I'm saying? That hook is crazy. Man, I was going to attempt to do reason why I asked about that track, too. I was curious, like, because I know you guys go back and forth a lot, too. Um, Did you happen to get be in the studio for any of these tracks that you recorded, like, particularly that one? 
Um, you know, we're in different locations, but, you know, especially with uh, the way technology works today, it's not, uh, it's a plus, but it's not uh, a necessity. Yeah. So you can be in two different locations, but still be able to get the right vibe to what you want to achieve. And, uh, you know, work with Pirate, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we always have that. So, you know, it was good. Okay. Now, like, even before, like, we talked to, um, it's kind of funny how, like, because I always pay attention to my guests, right? So even after we talk, I'm paying close attention. Man, I had no idea that you used to be around Ron Lars and D-Dart from their affiliate with the uh, Bad Boy, I believe. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. I was, um, it was more, you know, Ron Lawrence, you know what I'm saying? He used to, um, he used to let me spend the weekends at his crib in Jersey in his basement in his studio. He had an extra guest room. And then let me just, you know, come at, you know, come through on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? I'll meet up with him in the weekdays in the city. But it was more um, just sitting and watching him. You know what I mean? Because he had studio sessions and shit like that. But on the weekends, we was really able to, you know, get together and, you know, work on tracks and shit like that. So it was uh, it was a great experience. And, you know what I'm saying? And through that experience that, you know, you definitely get to see a lot and learn a lot. Well, I can only imagine, too, like, when you got to witness, like, the magic for that Faith Evan record she has. I mean, uh, and it <laughs> turned out to be, you know, now, nah, I mean, you know, that turned out to be such a big hit record for him that uh, it just added on to his reputation already because he had that, um, he had that Biggie, uh, um, the Biggie record with Hypnotized, and he did the Diddy joint with Jennifer Lopez um, oh, right around the God. world. You know what I'm saying? And I'll then, listen uh, to Biggie had, more than Diddy. I'll keep it all the way about with you. But, uh, you know, that was a big record, though, you know, for him and Jennifer Lopez. So, oh. um, and then, you know, Ron did that Where I'm From, that Jay-Z record, um, that a lot of cats freestyle to. That beat is crazy. Oh, man. A lot of people get that confused, too, saying that's on Reasonable Doubt. But, like, nah, that's on Volume 1, my G. Yeah, that's on that joint that uh, a lot of people that that joint that I think uh, Diddy co-produced that record. Yeah, that's did. why. Yeah, they, that's why Ron was you know was on there, and uh, you know it's funny that he gave him one of the hardest joints in his catalog. <laughs> yeah, yo, that joint still when you hear that beat, it just like it takes you back to a certain time. You just have to be there to experience it. And uh, if you if you know what I'm saying any anybody can rap on that shit. So if you suck, it'll really show on that type of instrumental. <laughs> yeah, like I like, and you can tell I love when like a lead rapper's like someone like at the game can rap over that something so good because the show's like, oh, see, this is this is like a beat for veteran rappers right here. And if you're a newcomer, you best be prepared. Yeah, for sure. If you want to show your skills, that's a good instrumental to pick. So, I was just curious, too, because, like, later on in life, like, you get to do great things yourself now, too. I was wondering, back in that time, when you seen that Faith Evans record being made and how big it blew up, I was wondering, like, how did that feel knowing, like, like knowing that you got to witness the making of something like that and seeing how big it got before the world even heard it? Oh, man, it's a great feeling. It just motivates you. You know, you fall in love with the music and the process. You know what I mean? As you go along. So, you know what I'm saying? So uh, all things are possible. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's all about uh, just working hard, you know, keeping a drive, making good decisions and, uh, you know, meeting the right people because uh, that's how you move in this business is through opportunities. So, you know what I'm saying? You just got to keep working, man. Yeah, that's a big fact right there. And as we came into Family Jewels, like, this this is, was a whole history lesson for me right here because, like, I realized over the past couple of weeks, like, 
what they teach us in school is not really, it's true. Because lately, I've been going on to spiritual awakening, like, within the past, I don't know, three weeks of just really realizing, like, what what's going on in this world, too. And when I heard Family Jewels, I was like, the Black Madonna and the Black Jesus. This put me on a whole rabbit hole because of this album alone, too. And, like, even, like, the samples for this, too, particularly your track, too, um, that you sampled, too, uh, for Pirates League. That intro is a deep intro, like, it, but it's, but it's, it, it needs to be heard. Right. And, uh, you know, that's definitely, uh, you know, this is a project that you got to listen to start to finish to really connect and understand, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the art put forth, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's, this ain't just like a, you know, where, you know, usual records have a couple of singles or a couple records you like, or, you know what I'm saying? This is more like, you know, reading a book from start to finish. So, um, you know, Pirates of Genius for creating it that way. And, uh, you know, I just want everybody to know, just just, just let it play from start to finish. And at the end, you'll be like, oh, shit, you'll get it. You know what I mean? Because it's definitely one of those um, projects. It's start provoking. And uh, it's, it's it's based on factual. And, it, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll have you asking questions and, you know, wondering what's what. But at the same time, you'll be enjoying some good music. Well, like, even, like, right down to their art, like, the, the, the thing that I always say, too, is that the cover art and the artwork has to match the music that's within this package that you're presenting us, because it's art at the end of the day. So when you listen to this album front to back, it fits the art, because every beat that went into this, you can tell there was a lot put into it, too. Because you can tell when somebody rushes the beat, like, oh, I'm going to put this here and there. You can tell, like, right down to the samples, too. Like, I can only imagine, like, how you and Cunz put this together because he's all the way over in Italy. <laughs> yeah, but, again, man, you know, the main ingredient is knowledge of the pirate. You know what I mean? He's a genius. Oh, yeah. He executive, pro he executive produced it. You know what I'm saying? He is the one who, who had a lot of input as far as uh, helping us out, giving us direction. You know what I'm saying? And, and the type of sound and music he was looking for. So he challenged uh, both of us. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was, uh, uh, you know, me and Cuns, we were lucky to have Pirate as an intermediary. You know what I'm saying? Because they helped both of us out. And uh, we were able to, uh, you know, to really uh, hit that mark. You know what I'm saying? With all the tracks that we were able to uh, to put together. But it was dope. You know what I'm saying? Especially, um, I think even for Cuns, man, I'm sure it motivated him when Pirate told him, you know, the theme and uh, and uh, how we were going to move forward. You know what I'm saying? What was the, the, the creative process? So it was fun to do, man. So I'm telling you, that just inspires you to make dope shit. Well, like, and I like how you said, too, like, it was fun, but you're also being challenged, too. You seem like the producer, too, who would, like, take the challenge up front, like, not the one to shy away. Like, oh, I I'm ready to take that. Oh man, for real! This is you know this is what we live for. You know what I'm saying? It's like a layup for a basketball player. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's a big crack. So, hey, you hey, know what I mean? That's two points right there. So, hey, maybe even at the end of this year too, we can get like an element versus maybe like one of the best up and coming producers in a in a song for song. I don't like to call it a beat battle because there's a difference between a song battle and a beat battle, but. With your catalog and what if I know what you produce so far, yeah, you can take on some of the best producers in the underground right now, song for song. <laughs> I appreciate you, Lord. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I still got work to do, though. You know what I'm saying? There's still a lot of, uh, you know, still a lot of cats ahead of me, I feel. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still, um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, they're still just cats, you know, ahead of me as far as name recognition and, you know, um, 
if you ask fans, like, you know, to name your top 10 producers, you know what I'm saying? Not yet. I'm not going to be on the majority of people list. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Good, you know, good folks like yourself, you know what I'm saying? I hope we're definitely, uh, you know, recognized. But, you know, other than that for me, all I need to do is just stay working. You know what I'm saying? Stay humble. Make sure that the product that's getting put out is dope. And then, you know, let the people decide. I like how you said that, too. Like, always staying humble instead of saying... I already did my best speed too because like that just shows too like you really appreciate this art form too and like when you're crafting together like your beats too like I was curious now too where was like the most like weirdest place that you ever crafted a beat and you gave to somebody too like do you have like one of those special stories like yo I made that beat on a plane or I made that beat in a stairwell just screwing around um you know for me it's more the moment in time you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, so I know sometimes it'll be like three in the morning. I'm, you know, half four to sleep and then I'll catch some and then I'll wake up and stay, you know, working until the daylight come up. And it's like, damn, now my whole day's fucked up because my sleep schedule is finished now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to wake up till like, I'm going to sleep till about like three and then I got to try to, you know what I'm saying, reorganize my sleep schedule. But, you know, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, um, but, uh, it's always, it's always, every time it happens, man, it's always, it's always a great moment. And, you know, you, um, you know, you're worried about to make sure that you can save it after you make it, you know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of times I'm sure producers, are, they'll agree. There's times where, you know, we'll make a dope beat and somehow some, you know, you'll lose it. You won't be able to save it. And it's hard to recreate beats, you know what I'm saying? Or oh, especially, too, when it comes from, like, straight-off inspiration, too. Like, when you just... Yeah, like, man. I like to call it, uh, I think, hopes at the best spurs. Like, they just... Yeah, man. It. Um, so when you, like, when, I like how you said that, too, like, every producer has that fear of, like, you know, not saving that beat. Has that ever happened to you, or you were lucky enough not to experience something like that yet? No, that's definitely happened to me. Oh. Definitely, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially back in the zip, you know, zip drive days, you know, you get a zip era. And oh, yeah, you stuff, ain't getting so. that back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. But see, like, and I, I like today's, like, somewhat with today's technology, too, because you're able to get somewhat of it back if you know how to, like, actually fiddle around with it. But, like, a majority of the time, it's gone, though. But, like, you live and you learn, though, too, like, and it makes you more prepared, too. It's like, you know what, I don't want to lose this. I'm going to just save this twice of this. And, and um, do you leave, like, little flash sticks? Like, do you keep, like, a set of those around? Or, like, an extra What I do, no, what I do is I have an external hard drive. So, okay. I had a Mac. I dumped everything. I took it in to a, to a, to a Mac shop when I was living in New York. And, I, and they had, and they dumped everything for me in an external hard drive. So, um, on, a, on, a, um, on a Glyph external hard drive. So, I got a lot of stuff on um, external hard drives. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. I, I, I don't, you know, I have tons of CDs <laughs> with beats that I still have. You know what I'm saying? So, I try to keep as much shit as I as I can, you know what I mean? From the ASR ten floppy disk. Oh yeah. You know? All that. Zip drives, uh external whatever. Whatever you can save a beat on, I got it. Okay. Now see, like I like how you said that too, instead of just saying I have a bunch of burnt CDs full of my beats though, because that would be a lot of burnt CDs with beats on it. Yo, man, I'm telling you, I got CDs with, with uh with vinyl that I haven't found the actual vinyl, but I have the but I have the music on CDs. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I just need the vinyl and we lit. <laughs> yeah. So trust me, man. Any way you can, you can catalog anything. You know what I mean? Because 
DJs, producers, you know, we're librarians kind of in a way. So, you know, we have to be good at cataloging stuff. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. That's a whole gem right there, like a librarian, too. Because that, yo, when it comes to vinyl now, too, I notice, like, somebody who really loves vinyl, they'll go dig twice a week or, or even, like, make it a whole weekend, too. Um, I was curious on how the quarantine affected your digging. Like, because for a producer now, too, I understand, like, digging is, like, one of your hobbies. Um, you know, you just change, man. You adapt. You, you look for what's available to you. And right now, the internet is what's available. But even with that, because now uh, I'm experiencing delays with getting records from overseas, because you know mail is tough right now. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not. It's not moving as regular as it was. So, you know, I've got a few you know records I'm waiting on now from overseas, and uh, I'm gonna be waiting a while too. So, you know, it's tough. You know, the ones here in the in the in the U.S. is not that bad. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but, uh, you know, wherever the record is, I don't care. I'm going to buy it. So, <laughs> And I like how you said, like, you're going to wait for this record, too, and said, I can just search this up on the internet. Because you want that vinyl sound. Like, because vinyl has a totally different sound than digital, I like to say. It has, like, more of a, like, of a warm sound. I mean, that, too, definitely. But not everything's on the internet, man. You'll be surprised how much dope shit oh, yeah. is not on the internet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll, so, I'll be telling you. I'll be trying to find these old DJ Clue tapes that were only on cassette on the internet. You ain't finding that. I can only dream what's on those tapes. Shit. I mean, I'm telling you, there's a lot, a lot of... Um, uh, there's a lot of shit you ain't going to be able to find on the internet yet. So, you know, makes the internet great. Still more shit to come. When you um, did you ever go through like some of your external hard drives too, and just like rework some of the beats that you might have like left unfinished and actually used for future projects? He's like, damn, I forgot about this one. Or you never forget a beat you do. Um, very rarely. Okay. But you know, um, it's hard to go back and rework. You know, I'd rather just start over. To be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I never leave a beat like halfway through, you know what I'm saying? I don't eat a, a burger halfway through, you feel me? Mm. So, you know, for me, if I don't finish it, then I just leave it alone, move on, and then, um, but I'll definitely revisit, you know, samples, you know what I'm saying, for sure, because um, the moment that in time when I was at then and the way I, I hear it now is going to be different. So I may hear shit that I didn't hear you know, two years ago. And I'm like, damn, I didn't even hear that part in the record. You know what I'm saying? It'll be a whole new joint. and It'll come out even better sometimes, so. Yeah, because, like, even, like, the way that humans with our listening, too, like, our listening, we may hear things differently in the morning. And when you go listen to it at night, it may catch you, like, well, I never heard that part before, like how you just said. Yeah, man. So, you know, it's 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 good, I'm telling you, man. You, you never, uh, you know, you never have a moment... What's not interesting to you as a producer, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Now I noticed too within the game too. I noticed that you should never ask a producer, "Yo, who'd you sample? Oh, what sample that?" Because I noticed like a forbidden thing that you don't ask your producer now too. Um, I was curious on like what are your takes about shows like a rhythm roulette or who sampled what when they actually talk about the samples they used. Like I was curious on on a producer standpoint from that aspect. <laughs> I mean, it's tough, you know, because there's definitely a level of interest, you know, from a lot of people. They want to know, you know, because they're so amazed uh, about how, you know, creative producers can be. 
But then on the other hand, people have to understand that that's almost um, proprietary. It's almost like the secret sauce. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, a lot of producers don't want to give that away. You know what I mean? Because that's their sound. You know, part of uh, what I learned coming up is that uh, the catalog of records that you have is uh, sort of, uh, you know, those are your stripes. It's, It's sort of the type of producer you had, the deeper, you know, record collection you had, the doper producer you were, you know what I'm saying? Because you had more dope shit, you know what I mean? Believe me, man, I've heard records that I'm still looking for today that, you know, I've heard in, um, you know, cats' basements and studios and, and you know, it's 45s and, you know, rare albums and and it's like, damn, you know, and they hit records, man. It's joints that you know what I mean? If I had my hands on them, they'd be crazy. So, <laughs> hey, I know I know exactly what you mean because, like, um, for example, too, there's a Nas and Marsha Ambrosa song out there too, and this thing was only on um, I think it was like on a promo CD. No one, you can't, they'd never uploaded it to uh, in the internet or nothing. But I know this was a fact because I remember this came with a bottle of Smirnoff. That's when Nas had that deal of Smirnoff. I was like, what the hell is Nas doing of Smirnoff? But yeah. it's certain records like that, too, like the sounds in that beat, I was like, I'll never forget that sound. I, I'm, I'm still looking for that CD to this day, so I understand what you mean. Yeah, and it also separates you from, you know, the ordinary producers, because the internet, what cats don't understand, and I see a lot of it, is that, you know, you sampling off the internet, that's someone else's record collection, but you're still calling yourself a producer. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't go together. You got to have... You know, what is one thing to sample off the internet? You already have a record collection, you got your own sound. But if you just start now, then you and you calling yourself a dope producer because you're using what other people upload when they upload their own record collections on it. You sampling from that shit, then yeah, you might be dope, but you know, you still got some ways to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As long and as you um, have to make your own sound at one point, Shorty. Right, and get out there and dig, go through them records, get your fingers dusty, you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> and, and you know, invest your money and learn and uh, uh, just really, really, uh, uh, you know, get that part of the lesson, you know what I mean? That's just something that, that's part of the training. It's almost like being a Navy SEAL. You can't you can't skip certain, you know, certain trainings, just certain shit you got to go through, you know what I'm saying? So, um yeah, man. So, you know, for me, you know, I'm fortunate. I came up in the right era where I learned the right way, you know what I'm saying, and how to love and, 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 and you know, take your time and, and really understand, you know, how you do it and how you make a, a good contribution to hip-hop as a producer, you know what I'm saying? So, I like how you said, too, like, get your fingers dusty, too, man. I'm gonna fail. When I be looking some old for some old vinyl, man, my fingers be dusty as hell in these places. Yo, it's hard work, man. Trust me. It's a lot of it's a lot of hours. It's a lot of time that you invest in that shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of fun at the same time because you may go through 10, 12 records and then there'd be that one record you find and you turn it, you put the needle on it. And you're like, oh, my God, it was worth it. Yeah, it's like that was the one that four hours down here. That was the one. But you had to go through those 10 records to get to that 11th record. Yeah the one that you like so that's part of digging you know what i mean because you don't know what you you don't know what to expect unless you put the work in so you can ask anybody whether it's diamond d just blaze kanye mr wall large professor yeah all the lit premiere you know those brothers work hard man they definitely um alchemist he has an extensive record collection you know Evidence, all those guys, you know what I'm saying? Everybody that's doing it, all the dope producers, they all understand that. 
Um, and uh, they take a lot of pride in that, man. So it's definitely a uh, integral part to uh, what a producer does. And, and it, and it'll, you know, it'll differentiate you, you know what I'm saying? People will separate you and the real producers, they know, okay, son know his shit. He, he got, he got, he got a good stash that he's working with, you know? Yeah, because I always hear like certain stories too. Like my grandfather gave me a stash of vinyls, and it was just a gold mine of sounds too. And I like how you said like Alchemist has like a an extensive record collection too. I remember hearing an interview by him where you were saying sometimes I'll buy the same record twice and not realize it until I get back home. Has that ever happened to you when you traveled? Like you bought a record and then you didn't realize you had it until you got home. Nah, man, I don't. <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> I don't have the extensive, uh, you know, collection that Alchemist has. And, and also, you know, that brother's probably been around the world. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? You could lose count when you when you have that much shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, but, uh, you know, he's on another level, you know, with it. Just like Rock Marcy is. You know what I mean? He's another genius. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to digging Q-Tip and, you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of those cats are just, 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 just ill with it. You know what I mean? You know, it's, I love, like, how, like, you have, like, one of the best intros to a Rock Marcy album, and now he has one of the best intros to Stove God uh, Cook's album, Reasonable Drought. It's like, it was all destiny for you guys to get into music and make timeless music like that, too, because when I see something like that, I'm like... I can't help but smile, right? Because it's like, it's well-deserved, too. And, like, even, like, creating your own sound now, too. Like, the the sound that we have in this underground renaissance, too. Like, um, I don't know if you ever thought of it like this, but did you know, like, you, you're literally one of the architects bringing back this renaissance from 2016 to now? Like, it's, and it's still going. Because I noticed that these hard-hitting, grimy beats with low bass and barely any drums, it, it's coming back. I'm just wondering if you ever thought about that, like that you're being one of the architects of this renaissance world. Um, you know, I never thought about it like that because that's a, you know, you know, I'm not the type of person to put a crown on my own head. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, my main focus is to contribute to what I love, man. This is what I love. And, you know what I'm saying? I want to make my mark, you know what I'm saying? Have my spot, you know what I mean? Where I have supporters and, you know, artists who fuck with me, you know what I'm saying? And, and everybody you know, fucks with the music, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, that's my main focus. And then, you know, let the people speak for themselves because there's a lot of dope producers doing it, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's why shit is so good right now because <laughs> yeah. there's so many dope cats out there making dope, you know, making dope beats. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you could go from my man Rise Beats, you know, God's Black, you know, uh, God Bless Beats, you know, uh, VHS out in Cali is dope. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Big Ghost, uh, Vidon, um, uh, Marco Polo, Alchemist. I mean, it's just it's just so many dope producers, you know what I'm saying, rocking. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, yeah, man, shit is just healthy out here. You know what I mean? And I also like, too, how like we have like veteran producers like Buckwild. Because like, when I talk to him, too, he loves working with up-and-coming talent, too. Because you may hear some stories about like certain producers. Like, oh, I worked with the best of the best. Why should I work with somebody upcoming? Then you have somebody like a Buckwild who worked with Jay-Z, Biggie, and Nas. And then he's over here doing full records with like Pounds 448. And it's just like, it's really wonderful to see like a producer of his caliber come down to the underground. Yeah, because, you know what I mean? He's one of the pillars. So when you still have 
the pillars still active and working and making dope shit, what does that do for the cats coming up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it just it just makes it even you know even better. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I'm glad to see brothers like that still you know putting in the work. They active legends. So you know what I mean? That says a lot for, about the. That says a lot about the you know the genre. You know what I'm saying? It's healthy. Oh yeah, too, and like and especially too, like I love like um they uh, tech said it the best too when I talked to him um bridging the gap to see like to see like the generation that came before embrace the new ones and guide them that's what should have been happening in the early 2000s when 50 and jaw was all the shit goes on because if you look at the music and how it like the there was a age gap and we don't know what happened but like if you start to really dig you're like oh this what happened the unity kind of started to spread out and the ogs didn't want to embrace the youngins but now it's like a turn it's coming back around where the OGs are embracing the younger comers. Yeah, and it's just the natural order of things. You know, that's just how life is. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, yeah. you can't forget that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, all, all you can do, man, to be honest with you, as simple as it is, you just got to keep working. You know what I mean? Keep, keep the faith. Stay positive in your shit. And, uh, and uh, just make the right decisions. You know what I'm saying? Put out the, you know, the right shit and the... Uh, Eventually, something's going to happen. You know what I mean? It has to because, um, um, again, that's just the natural order shit. You know what I'm saying? So, But uh, the most important thing is just to, you know, keep working. Well, like, and staying inspired, too, and, like, because, like, you have to have a real love and patience to do this, too, because I ain't going to front. I tried producing a couple days ago, and I'm going to give up, but you have to have a lot of patience for that. Uh man, it's it's a lot more than that, man. A lot of patience, you know what I mean? A lot of vision, a lot of confidence. Um, and it takes a lot of practice, you know what I'm saying? A lot of studying. You know, you gotta know music, man. You know what I mean? And uh and uh, also know the history of uh, of hip hop, you know what I mean? And uh um the sound, uh, you know, the different machines and you know, just everything, you know what I mean? Because you don't wanna overthink it and then you you borderline making techno music or some shit like that. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, hell no, so, there ain't nobody going to be listening to that if that ever came out. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, you got to stay in line, but, uh, you know, perfect it, you know, as best as you can, you know, become a master of that. And, uh, you know, that's the that's the goal. That's the journey I'm on. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, you know, I know I got a lot of work to do, so. Now, well, even, like, you saying, like, you have a lot of work to do, too. Like, you do, you did put in, like, a lot of work within a short amount of time. And when I hear, like, stories like how a Jay Della only had an MPC and he made, like, a timeless album, like, Fantastic Volume 2 with such limited hardware now, too. We live in a day and age where you can have, like, beat apps on your phone or do you have that one, um drum machine kit and it looks like a little calculator. I was curious on your standpoint of technology evolving with the producer standpoint now too because I bet you there was a time in the 90s where like man I wish I could just have this in my pocket um I mean oh you never really said that I shouldn't say did you say that? I should say have you said that nah because you know it was an experience to go to the studio you know what I mean you have fun at the studio you yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, you actually have to go up and be prepared. Like you have to have crates ready right. for this, your tapes ready. Everything. It just just the whole experience. The, you know, that studio life is real and it's dope and it's fun. You know what I mean? You know, you hear all the stories from all the legends of the studio life and all the great, 
you know, memories they made in the studio. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's something that now a lot of people don't uh, don't uh, are not able to enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Because everything is so technologically advanced that you can have a studio in your crib and you don't even need much. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, so there's a give and take. You know what I'm saying? You know, for me, I keep it simple. And, uh, you know, but I also um, know that technology plays a part. So whatever I may need, whatever my ear is looking for to try to perfect what I'm doing, then it's available to me and I use it. And you take advantage of it instead of just leaving it. Yo, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But uh, not to take away from the essence of, of of the sound that I want, but just to, you know, try to, you know, maybe get a little bit more clarity or maybe a little bit more bottom and, you know, a little bit more low into it or, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it all depends, but those options are there. And that's what's dope about it. And I like how you said, too, like also being in, um, so and also being inspired and humble to keep going now, too. I was wondering now, too, when you're actually like because there's a difference between DJing and producing now, too. I was wondering now, too, um, have you ever like pulled up a DJ mix that you used to do or did you even uh, be a DJ and make mixtapes like back then, like actual mixtapes, like not just song for song, like you actually doing mixes? Nah, that was never my thing. Okay. I never was a DJ. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? All I did was, uh, you know what I mean? I had headphones. You know what I mean? I had a CD player. You know what I mean? I had a um, a, a mini, uh, uh, what's that shit? Mini, um, mini iPods. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all the DJ and I did. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that mini iPod was the worst shit to use, man. But hey, it got your music out there though, when you wanted a quick fix. For real, you feel me? <laughs> um, now, I was curious now, too. I don't think I asked you this last time now, too. Um, of each of your projects that you're a part of now, too, do you keep a physical copy of it just, like, as a memorial of, like, what you've done in life, too, and, like, maybe pass it down to your seats one day? It's like, you know, your dad was a part of this album. Oh, I'm a fan supporter, too. So, of course. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely, and I listen to it, and sometimes it's like I'm happy I made it because I like it because I'm listening to it. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So, like, damn, that must feel good. It's like to actually, you know what I mean, <laughs> for real. But uh, you know, it just feels good to be in a playlist with with other, you know, with other music that you that you that you enjoy and that you respect. So, yeah, um, that's definitely one of the approaches that I, you know, make. You know what I'm saying to make sure that you know what I'm saying it uh it stands up with other good music that's out there. Now. When I talk to, uh, shout out to Jay Mafia, man, that's good people right there, too. Because, like, I love, like, when a younger generation gets inspired by his parents now, too. And when I, I straight up asked him, I don't know if you heard it, but I was like, would you ever do work with Element? He's like, hell yeah, I'll do work with Element. So I was just curious now, too. What kind of beats would you send Jay Mafia? I was just curious. Would you send him some of the most hardcore shit that you sent? Or would you try something a little bit more versatile with him? Oh man, Jay's so talented, he could do anything. So I'd want to do every 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 kind of record with him. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And uh, you you know that's family, that's nephew. So oh yeah, that, that's no problem. That's easy. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's just uh, when we're both focused in to do that. But uh, yeah, that's gonna be crazy. You know what I mean? He's definitely uh, an amazing talent. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. It runs in a family. You know what I'm saying? So I got a friend. I called my boy listening to that too. I was I was like, yo. Because I walked in the room, it was like that track of Young Nudie. I was like, I was like, no way, is that fucking Jay? 
And I was, like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, yo, run that back for a second. He's like, why? I was like, because I think I know that kid right there you just listening to. And it was Jay. I was like, I pulled up my phone. I was like, yo, you know I interviewed that kid? Yeah, and he, man. And, he, and, you know, he said this. He's like, that kid right there has a bright future ahead of him. I'm like, man, you should hear that project instead of that one song. You know what's dope about your show? And if you, if, if you think about it like this, right? Like Johnny Carson, David Letterman, they all had people when they were first coming up before they broke. And when that person breaks and they become big, when they do those, when they do those uh, throwback videos, you see them on Johnny Carson or Dave Letterman. So that's from low. It's like one of them type of shows. You feel me? Like you breaking real, real talented people here. You feel me? So. Damn, I never thought of it like that. I just want to shed light on what I like, too, because if I shed light on this, too, I know there's a million other people that's going to like what I like, too, because for a long time, I used to think no one used to like the kind of hip-hop. Because I was, I was in a weird era in my city, right? Because, like, everyone likes that, that new age shit. No one ever used to listen to Smith & Wesson or Black Moon, or then you go digging in the underground, you hear, like, a knowledge to pirate. So when I see the internet saying we like this kind of music too. I was like, there's other people that like what I like. So it's just inspiring to know that there's other people liking what I like too. And what you just said, I never thought of it like that before. So yeah, I may have to sample that in my future documentary. I'll give you a nice little <laughs> no. check from that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for real, nah, that's a good look. I mean, you know, you, you, you interview active legends, you interview people that are established, and then you interview people that are coming up on the cusp. You know, to get that opportunity. So that's dope. You know, some some places they only interview, you know what I'm saying, the uh the quote unquote stars or yeah. you know, whatever whatever people think is cool, you know what I'm saying? So Well, like, because if I'm a fan of something, too, I want to hear what they have to say outside of the music. And even right down to the producers, because even before this, I used to look up, like, the Beat Miners interview. Now, like, these kids can look up, like, an Element interview or a Vidon interview, and then my shit comes up. It's like, yo, Lowe's doing a shit with this right here. But, like, we never knew this about Element. Like, we never knew, like, he did Rock Mossy's intro until he actually did it. But they should know, too. But you know what I mean by that. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And that's why I tell you, man, it's just got to just stay working and stay patient and, you know, just uh, keep racking up that work because eventually you're going to have just enough where it's going to pay off. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, oh, yeah, well, even with you now, too, I can't wait to see what you do in the future now, too. I can't wait till Quentin Tarantino is like, yo, I need the element scroll. I was like, yo, I call that. <laughs> For real, man. Let them know, man. Give them my number. Oh, I'm better. Yeah, I gave him your number and the IG. <laughs> For real, man. Let them tell them to holler at me. You get a finder's fee for that, bro. Oh, yeah. No, no, man. I just want to see that come to fruition, my G. <laughs> That's enough finder's fee for me. Um, now, Element 2, I was curious now, too, if you have um, a dream collaboration track that you would like to co-produce with a legend. Oh, man. Shit. I know that's a tough one, so you can take your time on that. Damn, man. I would love a five-man... Damn, like uh, like some symphony shit, like Marley Marl. Yeah. He had like five or six heavyweights. You feel me? On one, he produced that. You feel me? And they all on one joint. Um, definitely my brother's pirate, Rock Marcy, Jay, uh, Ghostface, and Nas. Ooh. Yeah, that, that would be a banger right there. You know what I mean? And then, you know, try to squeeze in 
you know, Black Thought up in there, you know what I'm saying? And cool. Jada Kiss or, you know what I mean? Just, just so many dope, dope cats, man, that I fuck with. But, uh, yeah, something like that, man. Some symphony type of shit. And I can just get, you know, five, well, three. Because I'm always, you know what I mean, automatically throw my brother Pirate and Rob Moss up in there. Oh, yeah. Too, and I chose loyalty, too, because you believe in them just as much as we do. I mean, and it's just, you know, that's just, you know, that's the career they've made, you know, that that's the, uh, you know, they, the, the story they've written, you know what I mean? They're just dope, man. You know, so. Guilty Simpson posted on Twitter, and I swear, I'm going to get this frame tweeted, he, when he, he said, Rock Marcy should sue half you motherfuckers, I was like, man, I got to get that tweet so it's framed. <laughs> he's not lying on that on that too but like it's also too like it can inspire greatness too now but like it's like what you said I like how that 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 whole list that you just named because I believe you can speak things into existence so in this lifetime that's gonna happen I hope so my brother that would be a record of records <laughs> yeah. and not even like a record of records that would be like I would say like something that you can brag about like humbly brag like you know like people may hear that in a coffee shop and you may just like humbly pull up like you know I did that record shit man. <laughs> and now, then uh, you yeah now, now with you um, like I said now actually knowing and being humble within this game now too with you having like a very good back catalog now too have you ever thought about like doing, like, tutorials on teaching, like, up-and-comers? Like, not, like, your secrets, but just, like, the basic things of this. I'm not at that level yet, man, for real. I, I okay. still don't, you know, I haven't accumulated, you know, the stripes that I need, you know, or the accolades or the achievements. I still have ways to go, my brother. So, you know what I mean? I mean, you always want to give back. It's a dope idea, you oh, know, yeah. to do some, you know, to do some cameo type of thing or yeah. master class. You know what I'm saying, and uh, so you know I don't mind even you know talking in interviews and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't have that qualification yet. I'm not certified yet, my brother. But uh, you know, just give me a couple years. Ask me in a couple years, and then you know <laughs> man, I'll give you an answer. We're trying to do one every year so we can document the the rise of this too. For real, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, now, even with this too, I noticed like there's a. There's a producer and rapper renaissance coming up, too. I was curious now, too. Have you ever thought about maybe doing, like, a song or two? Nah, my brother. Not, nah, man. That's not... not uh, I'm not trying to... Okay, yeah. uh, pause when I say this now, but I can hear... You have a voice, and uh, your voice over your own beats, I think you can make something that would sound out pretty good. I appreciate it, man. I was a rapper at one time and point early in my career. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I first started, you know, uh, loving music. But uh, nah, man, you know, it's, uh, you know, especially from uh, the producer standpoint, you know, kind of from a bird's eye view, you see the artists working and how they do it. It's, it's completely, you know, you got to be your different level of another human being. You know what I'm saying? And that takes that takes time. You know, I get it. You know, like, you know, um, like somebody like P-Rock has a dope voice, so you don't really care about how lyrical he is, you know what I mean? Because the beats and his voice is so dope that that's all you need to focus on, you know what I'm saying? But Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I never had that passion to rap. You could tell that P was passionate about rapping over his shit, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah. you know, you know, Havoc was another brother who was passionate about rapping over his shit because, you know, that's hard to be a great producer and a dope MC at the same time. 
yeah. you know, like a Kanye, you know what I'm saying? But those cats are meant to be doing what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? I know my place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like how you said that, too, instead of just saying, yeah, I'm going to do that one day, too. Like, you know you want to stick as a producer, too. So I think that's very rare in this day and age, too, because a lot of people like, I could do both, but you know, I'm sticking with the producer. I'm good. Yeah. For real. <laughs> <laughs> and, plus, and plus, too, like, I always say, too, like, the producer is, because, like, no, they always, always have to have as much credit as the artist now, too, because no artist made something that just acapella that you're just fucking with, too. There's some kind of backdrop or scenery that the producer paints with that beat. Yeah, I agree, man, because there's some time, you know, the past 10 years, that definitely has happened. You know, the producer all of a sudden has his, um, you know, his notoriety has has shrinking, you know, year by year. It was shrinking little by little, little by little. But now it's back on the fold. You know what I mean? The spotlight is being shared now with the producer and the artist. You know what I'm saying? So that's dope because, um, you know, we do play an important part, too. You know what I'm saying? So, um well, a prime example for that, too, is Gangstar right there, because there's no Gangstar without no DJ Premier. Uh, well, there's no Gangstar catalog, because remember, Guru, when he did that Jasmine Taz stuff, it wasn't as good as Gangstar, but it was still good, and it was yeah, Guru, it, it and it was him. With Gangstar. Right, but, but it fit Guru, because that was Guru. You know what I mean? That sound that he created doing those those projects, that was Guru. But when Guru came premiere, then that's Gangstar. That's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother beast. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. you know, the two can the two separate can live, but there's nothing like it when they're together. And that's what a lot of you know what I'm saying, duos, you know what I mean? They they they're so dope that they can exist separately. But it's nothing like when it's both of them together. That that is, you can't uh, replicate that. You feel me? So, Gangstar, you can't replicate that shit. I can only imagine like when you heard the newest album too, and if you and if you're well aware of the back history of that album. I mean, who don't? You know what I'm <laughs> like, hey man, it's just crazy because the thing that Guru was talking about in that and how this was recorded, like because this was the, the records were scattered. DJ. Uh, Prima put them all together but like you would have thought like Guru never left us when you hear that project it almost made me cry because it's like damn yo like we really have to appreciate the ones that are here with us putting in that real work because when they're gone we're not gonna get any more from like from like um what's the word promotious projects we get after them but we never get the full project that they put their heart and soul into yeah you know, but that's just to credit the guru, his work ethic, and uh, just uh, you know, and the and the people that safeguarded that material. You know what I mean? The, the fact that they had those vocals that you could still work with them, and they were still, you know, um, they didn't sound old. Yeah, you know what I mean, or they didn't dated. Sound dated. You know what I'm saying? So it, it definitely worked out. So you know, they uh, everybody did a good job with that. Now, I just have to ask you, Element, is there an unreleased knowledge to pirate track that you just always listen to and it's like, man, I can't wait till the world hears this? Oh, you, there's no, not yet. Oh, man, it's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of joint. It's a lot of joints like that, man. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, you know, one thing, you know, I've been very, very fortunate, man. And, uh, you know, we are, um, everything we make is just dope. You know what I'm saying? So, it, uh, 
it just takes the right decisions to put out the right records. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I learned. Just because something is dope doesn't mean that it's right, you know, to put it out. You know what I mean? You got to put out the right music okay. at the right time. Timing is everything, too. I was just going to say that. It is. Because, like, at the time it may seem right, but if you hold on to something and you put it out with the time, it's like, oh, I, I did the right thing by holding on to this. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, even with you two, um, I won't take up mo most of your time now. Too with you actually having, like I said, a, an extensive catalog within your game now. Too, um, have you ever thought about like an instrumental project of yours? Man, a lot of people ask me about that. Man, yeah, I'm all that's I seen, when I seen that yeah. instrumentals come out. The first thing I thought I was like, "Well, where's the element tape coming?" <laughs> man. <laughs> You know what it is, man, it's because I'm just so, um, you know, that stuff takes time. It takes investment, you know, and it, it uh, and because, uh, you know, I'm a type of person, man, I want to do this shit right. I want to, you know, do this shit dope, make sure the, uh, the cover's dope, good concept to it, and not just throw out any B-tape. And, you know, um, the point is I don't want to just do it just to make money, just to sell merchandise and make money off of it. You know what I'm saying? I also want to you know, have an artistic shit to it and, and really enjoy it and have fun with it. So I'm definitely going to do that. You know what I mean? Especially as the demand becomes greater then you know, I got to do it. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, it's a good thing if the, if the demand continues to, to roll that way, because, um, you know, uh, another thing uh, I'm going to do that a lot of producers are doing this compilation, you know what I mean? So, um, that's something that uh, I'm looking forward to do too. reach out to a lot of artists, you know, people that we fuck with, you know, cats that we have respect for and uh, do a, a compilation, you know, project. That's something that uh, that's coming in the future. You know, we working on Pirates Next um, solo joint. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff, but that's definitely one of the things that I need to get on and uh, do them instrumental joints and uh, even do a beat tape and sell that shit, too. You know what I'm saying? I like that. So that I like the compilation idea, too, that you said, too. It's not just strictly beat tape now, too. Wow. Yeah, man. So, you know, so definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of things that we uh, and uh, which is also good. You don't want to run out of shit, to you know, to do. So, you know, I still got, you know, shit, shit to look forward to and shit to accomplish. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, we'll, we'll, facts. you know, what I'm saying we will we'll get there, my brother. We'll, we'll we'll get there. Oh, don't worry, my G. I'll be watching every step of the way, my brother. Um, no, I appreciate you. Now, for the last question, I should have asked this during the first question, but um, it's actually, it makes <laughs> sense. So for during the, the end now, too, it's not the question I asked you last time now, because I'm trying something a little bit different with my returning guests now, too, trying to be more unique. Um, okay. The very first beat that you ever sent Pirate, like, not our family jewels, just the very first beat you ever sent them. Um... Damn, it was uh, it was a joint called Eggshells. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, pull that one up and check that one out. It's not out though. Oh, it's not. Okay, nah. I guess I should have made this more clear. Uh, the first beat that you sent, pirate, that's out for the public to hear. Sorry, my wrinkle okay. feathers, wrinkle feathers. Oh, my joint, my first joint that when I first got acquired of knowledge off of Flintlock. I gotta pull that video up of me freaking out when I heard that beat. I think I <laughs> yeah. it's on his page. Yeah, wrinkle feathers. Okay. Now for the people who don't know, go go check go stop right now. Go listen to Flintlock and then come back and we listen to this interview. Word. 
Um, and then after that, they go listen to Black Caesar. Then when you're done with Black Caesar, they listen to Family Jewels. And make sure you purchase it with the link. Because if they ain't out on stream, and say, make sure you hit that tab button and support my brothers. I uh, appreciate you, man. Thank you, thank you. You know what I mean? It'll be on streaming in another week. <laughs> I like to hear that, too. Um, is there anything that you'd like to let the people know before I let you go, Element? Uh, first and foremost, man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to our countrymen, you know what I mean? Especially, you know, everybody around the world, you know what I mean? My Canadian brothers, everybody going through this COVID right now, the COVID-19, you know what I mean? Praying for everybody. Stay safe, healthy, you know what I'm saying? And uh, just everybody working hard to help each other, to keep each other safe and healthy. You know, we all got to be thankful for that because that's what matters first. We can't do nothing else if we don't have uh, safety and uh, and uh, security and, you know, good health. So uh, so definitely for that, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, you know, thank you, bro, again, for this opportunity. You know, I fucks with you heavy, man. You know what I'm saying? I love your platform. So keep doing what you're doing. And thank you for inviting me again. And, uh, you know, support that family. Jules is out now. Uh, go to toughconrecords.com. And, uh, you know, them people that take care of you real well. And, uh, you know, we just going to keep it, you know, keep pushing. You know what I mean? Like one of the records on uh, Family Jewels. And uh, keep working, keep making this music. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, uh, you know, just thank for the people that are supporting it, man. And, and they're receiving it well. So, you know, that's dope. Believe me. And with that being said, y'all need to go support my brothers right now. Because I'm telling you, you guys would never be disappointed with the guest on my show. So with that being said... A classic interview from the desk low featuring my good brother, Element. Peace, peace, peace. And that was the return of Element. I really hope that you guys enjoyed his second appearance on the show. Now, don't worry, this ain't no ad. But if you want to stick around, I also included his first appearance on the show. The original air date is February 19th, 2019. Welcome back from the desk of low. I have a very special producer. He came across my radar when I was bumping Flintlock. He actually produced one of my favorite joints. I'll be bumping that when I roll up in the morning. So without further introduction, I have Element Producer on the phone. What's good, my G? How you? Man, you know, I'm just in the studio working on my craft. How about you, my guy? Nah, everything is love, man. I appreciate you for the invite. You know what I'm saying? I definitely... uh fuck with your radio show. I like the title of the joint from the desk alone, so. <laughs> I appreciate that, my guy. And I appreciate that uh, you were willing to do this interview because um, my theory is that the producer deserves just as much shine as the artist because they're the ones that you're, ma they're the ones making the beat that you're bobbing your head to. Yeah, facts, facts. It definitely is a collaborative effort. You know what I mean? And uh, as a producer, I'm sure I speak for all of us when, you know, we appreciate any, you know, recognition, you know, any avenue where we could, you know what I'm saying, be able to speak on our craft and, you know, every supporter, as many as we, we, we possibly can muster. So every opportunity, you know what I'm saying, every outlet that want to show love, then, you know, I'm all for it. You know, I'm surprised this uh, podcast didn't interview you because they'd be interviewing, like, a, a lot of upcoming producers when I was trying to find uh, some research on you. I was like, they didn't interview Element? I'm like, oh, these guys are slacking right here. So um, if you guys are listening, you guys got to reach out to my guy Element right now. He produced for Rock Marcy, Grand Pooba, Knowledge the Pirate. But before we get into all that, sir, I'm just curious, too. How did the Element producer story start out? Oh, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, 
always the main ingredient you hear of a lot of people's story is just the love of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? What it meant to you at the moment in time when you was growing up. So for me, you know what I mean? I'm a New Yorker, native New Yorker. So I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. So I actually lived it. I seen it. You know, I seen it come from, from where it started all the way to where it's at today. So, you know, I'm definitely very fortunate for that. So I was able to really, really learn and really know what hip hop is and on the production side really who you know what I'm saying, who who the cats that were, you know, really at the forefront of it and how they built it and, you know, from the equipment they used to the records, just the science of digging in the crates, you know, all that. It's you know, hip hop is a um it's just in a it's like a carnival of just creativity. You could do whatever it is, whether you're behind the scenes or whether you're a creative person, you're you're an artist or you're a producer. So, you know, for me, that's where it started. I, I went to high school in the Bronx, you know, not far from from, uh, from where a lot of people understand it to where it started, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so I was right there. So I saw when the parties was going on, when the speakers was in, um, you know what I'm saying, in the parks and everybody gathering, you see all the crazy cars on 145th Street, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, and Lennox, Williamsburg, all that. So, it's, um, you know, for me, so I took to the music side of it. So that's where it all started for me, bro. Wow, you actually got to uh, experience the park jams because when OC from Digging in the Crates appeared on my show, he actually got into um, that would be a time that can never be never be replicated in hip-hop because, like, those park jams were, like, um, a, it was like an era where we will never see again. I'm just wondering if you agree on that, too. Yeah, man, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? Because to have a park jam, you know, you got to have community, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, with community comes peace, so that means you ain't trying to beef with this person or, you know, ain't no anger in your heart. You just there to have a good time, enjoy the culture, enjoy the people. And, uh, you know, it's hard to do that now, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? With all the, um, uh, you know, with all the, I don't know, it's just a different time, a different generation, you know what I'm saying? Because even gangbangers back then, they knew to, you know, put the guns down and, you know, they wanted to have a good time too. So, you know, I, I guess just a different time. And because of that, the temperament ain't there to, you know, really do the park jams like that. You know, it's really more of a risk now if you're a promoter trying to do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. And, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, shoot, I know one thing, electric-wise, you know what I mean, it'll work because you can set up a nice little solar panel. You got all the energy you need. You ain't got to use wires and trying to steal electricity from the, from the light pole and all that. Like, they used to it back in the day, so... You would think they'd be able to do it, but yeah, nah, man, it's a shame they don't do it, though. Yeah, because I was born in 91, so, like, I got I got a glimpse of it through YouTube, but, like, you know, when you're watching it on a computer screen, it's not, like, you're not actually there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, nah, it's a beautiful thing, man. It was a real, um, it was a free time, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was just, it was just dope, man, you know what I'm saying? So the acoustics of it, everything was just dope about that, that park jam, man, you know what I mean? And you the one thing, you was out there all day long. So it was from the morning all the way to the next morning. That's how that shit was. It was crazy like that. People coming and going. and It was hell, man. Hell time. Yeah, they definitely won't replicate that. And I'm, I'm just curious, too. Were you always wanted to be a producer? Or were you an MC at first? Because I know everybody has their startings. Yeah, it's funny, man. You're definitely accurate with that. I definitely did start out as a um as an MC, or well, I thought I was at the time. 
But, you know, it's funny because that led me into producing because, you know, we were a group. You know, we had one producer. The name of the group was Black Plague. So we, um, it was two MCs and a producer. And, um, you know, them cats were very well versed. And uh, actually, he played a lot of 45s that he had in a lot of the early singles, like EPMD, It's My Thing. You know what I'm saying? That, um, um, that De La Soul, that, um, that Hey Hey Ring Ring, the original to that, the 45 to that. He would play like James Brown brace and stuff. So that's how I got into it. So I kind of learned and understood how everything started, the foundation of those records. You know what I mean? And I got more and more intrigued in it and I left the mic down and I got more into the production side of it once I really learned, uh, you know, the foundation of it. When would you say that you really started taking producing as your craft? Like, what year would you say? Um, I want to say that Grand Poobah placed me, because that's when, you know, I knew. And that was, I want to say 2012. On the Retroactive album, for the people who don't know. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, word. That, that album was incredible. You know what I'm saying? It was on Baby Grand. Q-Tip was on it. Lost Professor. Um... Uh, he had a lot of, you know, he had a lot of dope uh, production on that joint. So, you know, shout out to Pooba. I appreciated him for, um, you know, for that, to be able to get a joint on there. You know what I'm saying? With Legendary Cats was definitely something I appreciate. So. And for the younger cats listening, too, I know some of y'all don't go do your research. But, hey, if y'all never heard of Grand Pooba, I, I seriously advise y'all, just Google it. Yeah, yeah, nah. Grand Pooba is definitely, you know what I'm saying, one of the first great, lyricist in the game, you know what I'm saying? He really, especially on the fashion side, he was really one of the founding, you know, hip-hop artists who really um, was promoting that, you know what I'm saying? He was well-known for that, you know what I'm saying? The whole polo and low, you know what I'm saying? The whole low uh, movement and all that, so. Um, and he also was one of the first rappers that uh, was successful making that crossover, doing records with uh, R&B artists like Mary J. Blige and all that, so. He's definitely, you know what I'm saying, legendary. You know what I mean? So, and, um, people are definitely... And I'm, I'm curious, too. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about your Water to Wine collaboration, sir? Ah, Tone Hatless. Yeah. Um, you know, that's my guy from Syracuse, New York. That was another dope um, project I was able to work with. You know, Tone is a dope artist. You know what I'm saying? We linked up. I had heard... Uh, one of his records off of his hors d'oeuvres project. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? We just linked up from there. You know, we had good conversation, real good dude, man. You know what I'm saying? Just had, you know, it's in the right place, you know, talented. So I sent him a couple of joints. We started to throw back and forth ideas and everything was connected. So, you know what I'm saying? We just, um, you know, we just kept working, kept putting it together. I saw he was, a, you know, he was committed like I was, so... He was able to come up with that um, with that Water to Wine project. I was just going to say, too, with the Water to Wine project, sir, I'm curious, too. Do you have, like, a large input, like, on when you're making, like, beats? Like, do you tell the artists, like, when you're in the studio with them, if you don't like it a certain way, they got to redo it? Or you kind of just let them do it? Well, you know, that's one of the things as a producer, that's your responsibility to make sure the sonics of it, you know, the overall, um, you know, feel and, you know, the technical aspect of it to make sure all those things, you know what I'm saying, are up to par and um, don't detract from the artist's performance. 
performance, you know what I'm saying, but it enhances it. So, you know, for me, I just make sure everything is Gucci. It was something that I'll, you know what I'm saying, might not be off instead of telling the artist, you know, I bring it to his attention. You know what I mean? Because I like to work with artists who want, you know, what they consider perfection. You know what I'm saying? We all, you know, have an agreement with that. Because uh, another thing for me as a producer, what I don't do, I'm not there to impose, you know, my will on them. My, you know, my job is to is to work with the artists because at, at the end of the day, they're the ones that have to perform it and live it. This is, you know what I'm saying? This is their music. You know what I mean? So I'm just there to, um, you know, help them bring that, that, uh, some dope lyrics and, you know, and, and, and soundscapes that they got, bring it up to, um, to fruition. So, you know, for me, that's how I approach it with every artist that I, that I uh, definitely try to work with, especially if I'm in the studio with them. Yeah, because I, cause I know, like, you take your craft very, very serious because when I listen to, like, an album like Flintlock and when I'm going through, like, the tracks of it, too, like, Wrinkled Fellers, um, headshots and beer, beer bullets and bloodshed. Like you can tell, like you take it very serious. So I'm just wondering too, when you're making particular beats like that, do you sit on them and ride around in the car with them and just be like maybe I can tweak this or maybe I can tweak that? Oh man, yeah, you definitely have to. You know what I'm saying? Every producer has their, you know, has their process. But you know, for me, that's definitely part of it. You know what I mean? Put it in the car. And um, and just really try to try to get a balance because even sometimes you know your car system could could um could trick your ears. You know what I'm saying? So I look for different things when I'm riding in the car. Then when I come back to the studio, listen to them through the uh, you know through the studio speakers and just make sure that the other for me the the bottom of that shit that it doesn't distort that it has a good feeling when it knocks. You know what I mean? Because I take pride in that knock. Yeah, you can definitely tell. Were you um present in the studio when you and Knowledge were making Flintlock? Because I see that you and him co-produce. I mean, produce tracks together like Toast and Headshots, and um, yeah. and none left standing. Yeah, absolutely, man. We um, man, this was a um, it was an amazing experience working with Piper. You know what I'm saying? He's a visionary, man. Him and Rocky, a very very talented artist. You know what I'm saying? So they're on another level with it. So, you know, it's, um, as a producer, you really got to be on your toes, especially when it comes to execution of it, because they're, they're perfectionists. You know what I mean? So me and Pirate would talk all the time and, you know, bounce, you know, bounce ideas. And he kind of always knows how he wants to approach records. You know what I'm saying? So for me, more sonically, he's more to focus on that. Um, but man, once we come together on the idea, we just move forward with it. And Flintlock was fluid like that, you know what I'm saying? So definitely was a uh, was a beautiful thing. For you to get a good bulk of the production on his debut, because he he's been a, a, a like a legend in the making for a while. What was the what was the feeling like when you heard the album mixed and mastered in its entirety? Man. Like anything else, man, you know, all, all the things that we love in our lives and you, you hit certain achievements, it was a proud moment, man, because it, it, it was, it was, um, it was what we envisioned and even more. So it exceeded our expectations. And, you know, when you do that in the creative world, and you know what I'm saying, that's a great feeling. So for us, it was just that. We 
felt real good about it. And, uh, you know, we were just anxious to keep working. So this next project that we're working on, Black Caesar, you know, for everybody don't know, you know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, I'm an in-house producer for Pirate and Rocky. So um, we just kept working. So this next project, man, I, I think it's going to be well-received. Because Black Caesar, you know, for me and Pirate, it's like we, we took it to another level, that chemistry. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Rocky's on it, of course. And, you know, he got fire. So it's just crazy, man. So, so, so you know, for us, it just... We're still on that high, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, Flintlock got like a really good reception too, so I can only imagine what Black Caesar's going to get with the reception too. It's probably going to be fire. Oh, sorry, my bad. It no. is going to be fire. Not probably. It is going to be fire. <laughs> nah, yeah. Nah, we definitely, you know what I'm saying? We, we definitely going to keep to, you know what I mean, to the tradition, to the bar that we set, you know what I mean? So we will, we feel real good about it, bro. Um, for the people who don't know out there too, because like I said, I believe the producer deserves as much shine as the artist. Um, the element who I have on the phone with me produced one of your favorite tracks that y'all be listening to heavy out there. Um, it was on Rock Marciano's um, Rosebud's Revenge. He produced the track Respected. I'm curious, element. That's one of my all-time favorite tracks. I, I, and like I said, like, Way before I started this podcast, I thought Rocky produced that track. But now that I know who actually mm. produced that track, I, I'm wondering, um, Element 2, when you made that track, too, did you know it was for Rocky? Or did you just kind of make that like how you make most of your other beats, sir? Nah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, uh, um, you know, Rocky Hippie, you know, he was at the end of his, you know, uh, recording process, you know what I mean? So he was pretty much done. He was wrapping up, so... He was like, yo, you know, I need you on this, man. Send me some, you know, send me some. So just in my conversation with him, like, you know, how I do with Pirate, you know, them dudes leave me with a, with a um, you know, with, with good inspiration. So I went, man, I dug that up, you know, found that 45 and flipped it, man. And I sent it to him, and it was an immediate, you know what I'm saying, connection there. And uh, when I heard what he did to it, then it was just, I was like, wow, but I had no idea it was going to be the first record It was going to lead the project. You know what I'm saying? That I didn't know. So when I saw that, and then I um, heard the entire project and how it fit in, I thought it was brilliant, man. Yeah, because that's a because an intro track in in my eyes is everything too. That's what grabs the listener's attention because I'm not one of those kids who just like skims through music. I'll let the album play four or five times throughout the day just to make sure I liked it the same time when I heard it. Mm. And a lot of these kids yeah, don't do that no ways. And I'm 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 curious too, Element too. Like the way that you got, because those guys, Knowledge and Rock Marciano, they're very particular on who they work with too. Because um, I have people hitting me all the time. They're like, "Yo, I'm trying to get a beat to Knowledge. I'm trying to get a beat to Rocky." And I just tell them like, "Yo, I don't I don't talk to these guys like that. Like I don't." wreck my relationships like that. I just interview these guys. I don't help other people out like that. So I'm just wondering, the feeling that you're an in-house producer for these guys, I'm wondering, what's that feeling like? Because a lot of people would kill to be in your position. I won't lie. <laughs> I mean, you know, for me, you know, production-wise, and the type of music that we love and that we do and that we uh, perfect our craft with, you know, it's hard to find that perfect place that you fit in. So for anything, you know, it's just for me, it's a perfect place for me to fit in and do what I love to do. 
You know what I'm saying? Make that contribution. You know what I mean? Those are my brothers. Their movement is incredible. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they basically created a whole genre, a whole new genre in hip-hop. And that new genre now is helping lead hip-hop into the future. Because, you know, that Griselda movement is real. You know what I'm saying? You know, Mugs, Eto, Vidons, like, all them cats making all this great music, you know, right now. That's that's the future of hip-hop, so... Hip hop is, uh, is 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 in a healthy spot right now. I really feel like that, and you know what I'm saying. So you know, I'm definitely thankful and grateful. You know, I'm mean, gonna be in that position to help make them contributions to keep shit going. I'm curious too on who were your inspirations. Shit, man, who wasn't, man? I mean, that's another thing. Hip hop is a genre of music with so many great uh, artists, so many great selections of people, movements to follow. Um, so literally, man, I can name everybody, you know what I'm saying? Artists, different producers, you know what I mean? I'm an avid, avid, man, uh, soul, funk, jazz, psych rock, you know, avid vinyl collector, really into that shit, man. So I love those artists, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's, for me, it's generations of artists. I love the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know what I mean? So, um, everything inspires me, you know what I mean? I listen to music every day. So um, I take a little bit of everything, just try to, you know, make sure the shit is dope. And because you're a producer too, so you have to have a wide variety of sounds too. I'm curious too. Did you ever come across like something like, like something overseas, like something like a country or or country or a general rock album, and you're like, what the hell did I just listen to? All the time, man. Believe me when I touch you, man. I didn't. I didn't. Man, I done found country records, man. The, the cover's corny as fuck. But the, there's a drum break on it that's incredible. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you're like, you would have never known, you know? I found other records where, you know, um, very boring cover. And there's a track on there, and the music is incredible. The arrangements are amazing, and it's all open. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, in my years of digging, man, you can never, never, never underestimate any record. You know what I mean? It only takes you a minute to listen to it front and back. So, you know what I mean? So that's one thing I learned, man. Well, I listen to everything. Well, one of the well, well, I was going with that question too. Is that because like you may listen to something and then then that two seconds of sound may catch you in like yo, I may be able to do something like that. But it's like what you said, it may be the corniest thing you ever heard, but it's just those two seconds you need. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's um, it's always a different you know a different experience. So it's crazy, man. It's like an endless puzzle, man. It's, it's, it's endless music out there, endless grooves, melodies. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, your motivation to, you know, try, try to try to find all that, man. It's definitely digging for gold, man. One of the things that made me want to interview you too because I'm big like you'd be surprised on like some of the things that like I like about like an artist or a producer what made me really want to interview you was the wrinkled fellas of you know but um the way that you spell your name is like with the dots in between like elements I'm just wondering does that stand for anything or you just thought it kind of looks cool that way yeah nah to be honest with you I just love the way that it looked you know I finally found because um, even legally, I, I didn't, um, I wasn't able to do, 
the actual spelling of element. You know, there's a clothing company that has that copyright. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, um, so I couldn't do that. So I didn't think of the dots until a friend of mine, you know, he was, because um, I, I didn't want to do the whole Instagram thing for a while. They finally convinced me and he sent me that spelling to title it for my Instagram page. So he prepared it and all that. When I saw it, then he convinced me and it gave me motivation. I was like, I need that right there. You know what I'm saying? So then I did the paperwork for it. So now, uh, moving forward, that's what it's going to be because it really looks good. You know what I'm saying? So I'm happy about that. Yeah, too, and and from somebody who you don't even know to tell you it looks good too, so that definitely gives you more confidence. I bet it's words. I appreciate you for that, for real. You know what I mean? Because that's important. Well, uh, yeah, that uh, like how you said too. Um, that's important too because I want people when they look up like your production, like obviously they're gonna look up with it without the dots, and they may come up with like all the records. But I'm pretty sure in the future you're gonna be spelling it with the dots because you have paperwork and everything with it now. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Do the merch, you know, all that, man. So, um, yeah, so, so, you know what I'm saying? I got lucky, man. So I'm happy about that because it's not easy to get that good, you know, uh, logo. You know what I'm saying? The way Wu Tang did or something. You know what I'm saying? A lot of other groups have legendary logos, man. That's, that's not. Yeah. That 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 Woo logo was like a legendary rock logo, like how a Metallica is. You know what I'm saying? For real. That's like one of the most recognizable symbols in the world, man. Most definitely, too. Um, I'm curious, too, would, in the future, or, like, maybe sometime soon, would you ever drop, like, an instrumental tape and, like, let artists, like, pick from that? Or you kind of just want to be, like, the in-house producer for Rocky and, and Knowledge? Um, no, I have a lot of things that I want to do. I want to do a compilation album, you know what I'm saying, myself, work with artists, um, you know, establish and up with coming cats that I, you know what I'm saying, that I fuck with. Um, I definitely want to do an instrumental joint, but, you know, also with me, it's about um, to wait for, I, I want to say the demand for it. I don't really feel I have the demand for it, you know, just yet. That could just be me, you know what I'm saying, miscalculated, but I don't really think the demand is there for it yet, but I definitely would love to do all that, and I'm looking forward to doing all that, you know what I'm saying, but I take everything, you know, in its phases, you know what I'm saying? Throughout my career. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and it's dope right now the, the place that I'm in because a lot of artists that I've worked with are, are, um, are really on the upward trajectory. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did a project with a cat called UFO Thieves and now he signed, you know, the Fat Joe, Terror Squad. You know what I'm saying? That's legendary. You know what I mean? I did a project with a kid, um, Aldo. You know what I'm saying? It's called Nose Candy and there was a lot of a lot of dope dudes on it, you know what I'm saying? Producers, Vidons was on that, 183rd, Harry Fraud was on it, you know, uh, Smoke Dizzle was on that, uh, Vado, uh, Bobby James, uh, Troy Ave before, he was Troy Ave, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I've been fortunate, man, you know what I'm saying? The Tone Alice Project, and uh, just recently, man, my man, you know, salute my man, Lissandro, him and uh, Flash is Clayton, you know what I'm saying? Lissandro just put out his solo record, it's called Made. Dope record, man. He's a dope artist. Him and Flash is an incredible artist. I got a couple joints on that, so you know that's um, you know that's really how I'm moving, man. When you're working with an artist, an artist, would you say that you would have to have a relationship relationship with them first before you work with them? Because I know that's big for a producer. 
I mean, I prefer that, man. That's definitely a preference all the time, depending upon also you got to factor in what's the financial relationship. If it's just straight up business where they just want you to, you know, do a couple records for them and that's it, then, you know, then you approach it that way. But if it's, you know, an artist that you want you to do a whole project with them, then, you know, you assume they want to sit with you and give you that opportunity to really, you know, soak shit up. Because that really helps you. It really definitely helps me and, you know, my approach of making the music. You know what I'm saying? The more that I learn, you know, the better it is for me to make the music. You know what I'm saying? Aside from studying, you know, their flow, their cadence, how they like to write. You know what I'm saying? Different type of, um, you know, also look for what, what, what kind of sounds, what kind of music. You know what I'm saying? Sounds good with their voice, with their tone. You know what I'm saying? It's the strings, hard pianos. So, you know, I go through all of that, you know what I'm saying, whenever I work with any artist. And I'm I'm curious, too, like, do a lot of people hit you up all the time expecting free production? Nah, man, that's another thing, you know what I'm saying? I, I pretty much, um, you know, I'm pretty much, you know, low radar, you know what I'm saying, cats that know hip-hop may know of me, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, either way, that's fine. I just keep focusing on uh, making sure the quality is there. You know what I'm saying? It's because um, I, I truly do believe that everybody has their time. You know what I'm saying? You just got to be ready for it when it comes. So, you know, uh, up until this point, you know what I'm saying? People have, uh, you know, been very positive and, you know what I'm saying, uh, shown a lot of love towards any of the music that they've, you know, uncovered or discovered that, I, that I've been a part of. So that's the good part of it. You know what I'm saying? So I just keep moving. And uh, make you know, make good decisions. Work on the right projects. You know, work with the right people. You know, like I told you earlier, you know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm right in a situation where, you know, what I mean, I need to be working with family, and uh, you know, having a good time, just making good fucking music. And I'm I'm just wondering too if um, you had top five people, and this is like anyone, and I mean anybody in the game that you can just call. I mean, like, if you want to work with right now, who would that be? And it could be anybody in the game, even if you even worked, ha have worked with them. Oh, man, absolutely, my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Pirate Rock Marcy off top. You know what I'm saying? That's that's one and two right there. And then um, Rick Ross. I fuck with Rick Ross heavy. Um... Uh, Ghostface. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can y'all imagine and, uh, Ghost oh, over man. Wrinkled Fellas? Oh, my God. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> uh, man, I love the new crop, too, man. I, I love the, um, you know what I'm saying, the young cast, man. Um, bad, man, but shit, man. You listen. Um, um, you have one more guy that was for, sir. No, um, I'd have to say, just for legendary status, I think that's any producer's, you know, uh, reach. That'd be Jay-Z. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you never know who Jigger may pull out. I mean, shoot. But, you know, that was, you know what I mean? Because I definitely fuck with a lot of artists that are out there right now, so. Well, you know Jay heard your production because, you know, he's a big fan of Rocky. Interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I bet Jay knows who you are because I bet you, um, I seen this one interview on, uh, Rap Radar and, uh, cause, um, they were saying that Jay's a big fan of Rock Marciano. So, like, I know how Jay's tuned in because people think Jay's like an alien or something because, you know, it's, it's Jay. But 
Um, I guarantee Jay knows who you are. Well, you know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a, that's a good thing, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll turn, it'll, it'll turn into something positive. So, you know, it's all love, though, man. We appreciate it all, man. And hope my top rapper, so yeah, I pay attention to everything he does. So I'm kind of a nerd like that. <laughs> nah, that's good information. I didn't even know that. Uh, um, and 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 I appreciate um you uh doing this interview element. Um, so I got a question for you that I ask all my guests too, and I feel like you'll give a very good answer. Sure. Um, would you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Always. Always, always, always know to keep the faith. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know what I mean? Always hold on just to, uh, just to, to, to the natural order of life. You know what I'm saying? That natural energy. You know what I mean? Because things always change. You know what I mean? You gotta be an agent of change and, and being positive. If you keep that darkness, then like anything else, you won't, you know, you won't, physically you won't be able to find your way out you know what I'm saying so you gotta keep the faith keep that motivation that positive energy and you'll be good that was a really good answer I appreciate that I hope somebody who likes your production actually listens to this and they'll be like wow man like Element's a real dude <laughs> I appreciate you you know what I mean it's the only way you know if you notice all the legendary artists that have performed that have come and gone that's always the main ingredient. You know, it comes from a real place. You know what I'm saying? For me, I take, you know, experiences that I learned growing up, love of music, and, you know, I, I stir it all in the pot. So when I create, it comes from a real place. You know what I'm saying? If it don't sound good, I don't even put it out. I don't even let nobody hear it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man. So I'm just in a really good place, man. I'm so motivated in, uh, in such a positive place. So if I could get that positive energy out, you know what I'm saying, if somebody can hear it and it helps them, then yo, I'm doing my job. Oh, uh, yeah, don't worry, sir. This, uh, people will definitely hear this. <laughs> but, so, you know, we're going to keep grinding, man, but, you know, we definitely got to get this paper up, too, so we definitely out there, you know, working hard for supporters as well. Well, don't worry, sir. Like I said, too, uh, if you guys need like any promotion or anything like that, once I once I make this the biggest podcast bigger than Joe Rogan's, don't worry, I got you guys, and I'm a real one too on this. Oh nah, I already know, man. Appreciate you anyway. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the reasons why I agreed to do it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, thank you, man. And Black Season coming soon, so trust me, you're definitely gonna be, you know, definitely gonna reach out, be in touch. But you know, you stay. One thing you do, man, you stay active. You know what I'm saying? So I already know you're gonna be up on it. Oh yeah, no, I gotta be in tune if I'm if I'm if I'm taking this as serious because this is my dream right here. So like I said, the under like you said, the underground is where my heart lies too, man. Because that that music is it just you don't find that in the mainstream. You don't. And people get tired of that, or they just want another option. So people are starting. They're starting to become, you know how you say, like, uh, it's starting to become trendy now to support underground music and underground hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. Artists are starting to break through, so, you know what I mean? People are really, you know, taking to it, man. And once they do listen to it, they hear the quality of how good this shit is, they're like, damn, I should have been, you know, trying to check for these cats. 
And, um, you know, another thing, too, uh, that's really good, and you're a good example of it, there's a lot of dope outlets now, man, that are promoting us, helping, you know, that are giving and taking, you know what I'm saying? Like like your podcast, you know what I'm saying? And Sam, uh, Insomniac Mag- uh, Magazine, I think I'm saying it right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of dope outlets right now that are supporting hip-hop, you feel me? You know, we, we definitely feel you for that, so... Man, keep, keep grinding. We here. We all gonna come up together, man. So that's dope. And I like, mean, it's, it's a lot of. And uh, like I said too, um, if you ever want to come back up on the show, promote anything, yo, you're more more than welcome to come back back on my show. And for that other podcast, Beats Grind Radio, yo, who be interviewing producer, you gotta reach out to my man Element. Yo. I'm always good, man. You know what I mean? Just tell them to, you know, holler at me. Hit me up on Instagram. And don't worry, I'll be throwing your pleasure, man. I'll be throwing your Instagram up in the link so the people would know. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug in before I let you go, Element? Yeah, man, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? My brother knowledge, the pirate, Black Caesar, coming soon. You know what I'm saying? We'll be leaking a um a video in a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? So please, you know, tune out for that. It's gonna be crazy. Um, also, you know what I'm saying, my guy, Lissandro, he just dropped his project. It's called Made. Um, my brother, Flash Clayton, you know, another dope artist from the Bay. He executive produced it. I got two joints on that. You know what I mean? You can go to his band camp and check it out. But it's a dope, dope, um, dope release. And, um, you know, then you know, right after that, Rock Mars, going to drop his joint. You know what I mean? So, you know, we working, man. So, um, you know, definitely... And I appreciate you again, man, for the opportunity, man. Or anytime, my G, anytime. And like I said, um, this is another classic interview from the Desk of Low featuring my guy, Element. Yeah, you already know. <laughs>